Fine, Chapada runs on, incentivised, finds though at the 100 metres, three quarters, Young Verda, incentivised, getting tired, Young Verda coming at it, but incentivised, is finding, and incentivised has won. Welcome to Vet Doctor, behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate, I'm your host Scoot, I've got DK in studio. Morning Scooty. How are you? Going alright. Up and about? Up and about, yeah. Would be. Was up and about, till about the 400 metre mark at Mildura on Monday, but anyway, (laughs) we'll talk about that on Tuesday. You're on fire. Switch over to Telegram and just bang, 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 can't stop backing winners. I was on fire to that thing, didn't give a yop on Tuesday. Jesus, (laughs) I'm still dirty on it. Mm. After watching our slight win in front, I just... I just... The data hasn't come out on the the sectionals, but on the raw times... Morning, Nico. Morning. Um, <laughs> two and a half second, 1200 meter race, two and a half seconds slower than the benchmark 58. They did go slow. Mm. That was watching it, you could just gonna, tell they're walking. And then so he's gone for it at the 600, beautiful sprint home 600, Harry. And then at the 500, he's, he's asking for it, everything else is cruising with it. Oh, we're, I'm, off, I'm off here, I'm off. And then that just turned into a sprint home, no margins. And anyway, but we'd had a good run before that, Scooty, and I think we've got a live one today. So uh, give it strength. Should be uh, should be winning, and someone who was winning a lot of money yesterday was Nico Noonan. Welcome back, Nico. Lady Adelaide, Sudoku, Super Thief, into Rio. Mm, it was a good day at Salem. I think we sent out six on top. Yeah, nice. To be honest, I think we'll stiff not to send out eight on top. To be honest, <laughs> I saw you said a couple got held up. I yeah, from Pantherland, like that tearaway leader, and he what? just led up the field and got caught late, and then Confrontational had absolutely no luck in race number eight and was fifty meters past the post in front of him. So, good day, bit of momentum for Saturday. Hopefully, punters. Yes, yes. huge. So we uh, we've got the live stream at this uh, weekend against the Racing Rant. How are you feeling about uh, about it? Well, I see they've added some uh, big ins, uh, some big inclusions there. So. Yeah, I saw a bit of their stuff on the Lismore Cup day. They did their own little just comp between mm. themselves and streamed it, and there's some uh, some good judges there. So, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be uh, be uh, and, uh, up against us. So, uh, as I said, just saying to Nico, sweating on the uh, Hamilton Fields Saturday because it's, mm. it's bet anywhere and do your best. So that'll be one of my little – and Nico will like it out, the, the Western District meetings. I'm glad one of them was programmed. So be looking, getting into the form of that. Well, it's it's Hamilton Cup day, so you got the cup. Then you got a bullet race into that country sort of series final at Flemington. There's a sprint final as well that's at Flemington over the carnival. There's a bullet race in that. Oh, so beautiful. you're going to have some deep sort of benchmark 64 and 70. You're going to have the cup and then hopefully some deep maiden. So that maiden could be a hitting ground. Mm, that's it. Could be uh, where we turn over the most money. Uh-huh. Finally, uh, let's have a quick look at uh, the team lineup. So it's Bet Doctor versus Racing Rant, the New South Wales boys. A bit of uh, state of origin type feel to it. And uh, Nico, Case, myself, DK, and Shane Adair will dial in. So we're still coming off, coming off a. Uh, I wish it was oh, last so week. Cam was a beauty, wouldn't it? What was that it was a seven dollar winner in the last race? It's well, just it was what, ten in. Just what, what, yeah, and just what we need. Oh, not we need it, but geez, it'd be nice if we had the same. Yep. Just wind the wind the clock forward a week and have that running for us. Oh, Shane's really keen on one in the last in Adelaide. So whatever happens, we're having a good crack at it. Mm, little so we just hope that that uh, anyway. Bit of get out and on the mm. racing rant team. It's Mark Lamborn, who uh, you're familiar with. Nigel Chaplin, uh, Sooty. I don't know much about this punter, but he shot the lights out on Lismore Cup Day. Oh, I had a good year. So I, yeah, um, yeah. So a few different uh, yeah. Mark, we know Nigel was uh, yeah. I saw him on the, the Lismore Cup he Day. He goes all right. Little stream. Sooty was. Uh, He's a figures man. He was, uh, yeah, he's very impressive on that day. The assaulter. We know the assaulter. He's Secret still, blaze. He's dirty on us. He hasn't got a, another call up after having a, his good little first go in here and then Pollock and Gordo, the blasters. So um, Master blasters. They're yeah, batting deep, aren't they? Uh, yeah. a big team assembled there. It's like and an NFL team. You look at the roster, look at all the rosters, both rosters, everyone's got their own. Everyone's different. Got a Every one of those 10 or however many people there got their own way of doing it, yeah. their own way to skin a cat. 
Um, so many ways to do it in our caper, and that's that's one of the great things about it. If uh, you're keen to join the action, you can deposit anywhere between fifty and a thousand bucks. Make sure you uh, gamble responsibly. But uh, I'm in for a thousand. I think the boys are in as well. And it's Little Birdie Pod, and you can just go to the Bet Doctor versus Racing Rant link. All the details there. You sign up through Top Sport. We have to do it uh, through Top Sport from a, uh, a regular regulation uh, point of view. So uh, they're the ones that take on us on the big bets. So it's hard to get down with uh, other bookies, as you've got you guys know so that's why we uh choose top sport and uh i think we're going to close the bank at 11 o'clock on saturday morning so uh it'll i think the first race about quarter past 12 or around 12 and then the cameras will go on or 12 30 or something like that so it's going to be a uh, a six hour one day and uh, it's going to be uh, great fun and casey mccutcheon's you know captain outside he's he's got the experience from the money valley nights and that was an absolute belter that come down the last sort of two races it was a bit of a fizz in the last race but uh I think it was a uh, big group one. I mean, I think Mask Crusader was the, uh, the big it. group one, the finale there. So I think this will come down to the wire. And uh, I think Craig Knotts. We're going to the underdog. Us, yeah, we yeah. got Marcus so underdog around $1.60 mark. I think he's got racing around and we're around $2.40 out to $2.60 or something like that. more experience in the other. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm happy to go in underdog, though. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Anything so can happen on the day, as you've seen in uh, previous streams. We've uh, we've done a couple of streams, so it's not our first one. And uh, I see the racing rank guys. They've done Lismore Cup and Port Macquarie in a couple of different areas. So they're well uh, attuned to the uh, format as well. So I'm interested to see where the banks land. And uh, hopefully we can uh, – hopefully both guys win. It'd be good to uh, – get uh, a nice big win over top sport but uh, it's been a big week in uh, well last Saturday was a bit, a bit of a uh, another headache for me and I guess DNR as well Dallas Sam was off the map $18 terrific again what and, a good yeah, horse he is unreal eh yeah, I think I thought he had every chance yeah, yeah yeah it did yeah it was right there it's just blanket finish and one of the horse gets their head down and that's just a difference. You just ran, ran terrific, Jesus. Yep. And Private Eye, the horse that uh, D, uh, that Dan signalled, I think, oh, no, three weeks prior, mm. said that was his Epsom horse, and I think you boys found it on your show, about $17 yep. or $26 or yep. something around that sort of mark. So, And Big Parade was another one that bounced back. Bounce so back, yeah. uh, you can learn a lot with, off a couple of those ones. Tracks didn't suit, races didn't suit, get to a big roomy track, it's a... Uh, uh, a different setup, and then all of a sudden you get different results back to more suitable races and, and more suitable distances. We saw with like the two, I suppose you could call them nearly bias tracks, the races at Rose Hill and then Ramwick. You saw a lot of horses that were back Kenwood. and wide on that Ramwick track that had no chance in that program that day. Um, mm. Come out like Master Crusader, he didn't look like he did much that race um, where he was sort of running near last, and he comes out and wins on a fairer track. So could be the same sort of heading into Saturday with that Rose Hill Golden Rose sort of form starting to filter into a few meetings. Um, there'll be a lot of forgive runs out of that and there'll be a few that the market may miss. So I reckon that the Ramp boys will be all over that. They're all over their biases and patterns and that. Gordo seems to be a freak at that. So um, there could definitely be a few there that they uh, want to want to bet up on for sure mm, it's uh it's interesting programming uh jake norton i think does the program at caulfield and uh there's been a bit of conjecture about the herbert power last race of the card what can you give us any insights there he's, he's i think the horses need to be tucked up in bed early uh do you, do you make anything of that would horses know if it's an extra three hours given they're going to some of these herbert power horses will back up well, they will, but there's still, you know, the winner of the Coonji is going to back up into the mm. Caulfield Cup, and that's on Wednesday. So it probably makes sense for the Coonji to be, you know, close in the start of the program compared to the last race, which it usually is. But this this race is usually the last race anyway. Mm. It always well, it has been. It was yeah. the last race last year. Yucatan, when he won it, that was the last race was, of the card. It was always the last race when I was a young bloke. And the Saab, like, to get into the Melbourne Cup, those horses run really, really well on the when they run on Saturday, and then they're in the Melbourne Cup on the Tuesday, and they've gone over a... 2,500 metre distance. So They run that as race three or something, like that, don't they? The a bit earlier. Mm. Mm. 
Anyway. No, any excuse. Mount, any excuse they look for because if it, the horse doesn't back up and run well, they'll say, oh, we didn't have the, four, the five hours before that we could have had if we were race number one. So I'm a son of a trainer and they they look for any excuse. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> what about uh, Oak Bank? There's uh, a lot of coverage there. It sounds like uh, a couple of trainers might have been a bit blindsided. It looks like there's a bit of a push from Racing Victoria to try and save the Oaks Bank or the Oak Bank races and transfer them to uh, Victorian venues. It's a little bit of a basket case. And Shane Adair said that uh, there's a bit of an anti-jumps racing sentiment in uh, in at, in in South Australia. So it's a uh, it's a delicate one. Any opinions? Uh I think Shane's right, just reading the, the stuff I read, and, and I'm only, I saw a few tweets Shane, uh, Steve Pateman put out, or Matt Stewart wrote an article as well. Um, I was listening to Shane Collins, is it Shane Collins? Yep. Who's an Oak Bank um, guy on the radio. CEO. Good yeah, fellow. CEO. Yeah, uh, he, was, um, he was saying that, the, I think it was more that the, tr- the cost to keep the track up, up and going just mm. for that meeting, you know, the, the steeple track itself, it's got an old sprinkler system, mm. needs a lot of manual work, things like that. I think that was one of the costs to do that and then other reasons. But um, now, Sandy, I mean, the the, the biggest people who are blindsided, the AJRA, Australian mm. Jumps Race Association, they've come in and straight away and said, right, we can do something here. Yep. Sandy McGregor and that, we'll, we'll pay, we'll ca- put up the cash, we'll help pay for the infrastructure and everything like that and um, run those two races on your Easter weekend. So... But um, I don't know if it's I don't know if racing is. I want to listen to them, or is that anti anti jumps racing sentiment? With have either you been to Oak Bank? Well, yeah, well, we went last. You went, went last year. Yeah, well, we Oak won the, uh, yeah. the Harry, Harry D. D Young, so we'll go down as the last winner, or hopefully we'll uh, we can win it back to back. So uh, even if I didn't have a, the winner of the race, I, I was blown away by the track. Um, it looks a real day it out. It's it's unbelievable and. Oh, I could just picture myself with a group of, say, I don't know, six six or seven couples, get a house in the wine region, spend a whole week over there, go two two lots of race days. And it, it's sort of the track and the atmosphere that, you know, when you started out going to the races in the bush or the picnics or a um, a real picturesque track like Hanging Rock or, beautiful or, you know, grandstands or, 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 that. or yeah. uh, those sort of tracks, like, you know, and that's how we all like known to fall in love with the game. If you start taking away all those experiences, like I worry about, I guess, the long-term viability of the sport for racing in in Adelaide full stop. Like a lot of people would have came into racing because of that oat bank experience. And you can see like the camaraderie and it's like a pilgrimage to the bull now. So even mates of mine that have got a small interest in racing, they all want to come to the bull now. And that's because it's grown from – over the last sort of five or ten years and it's like a folklore thing and everyone wants to get down there and support the you know the community and all that sort of thing so i can see the benefit of this grassroots racing so i think we need to keep reinvesting in it it's no different just like like auskick and junior footy and country footy and those sort of things once you you kill off that element of it it starts to eat away at the at the city product because mm. we're not like it's, we're just not a Hong Kong um, sort of product. We just can't be two days a week. We need to have you know six or seven days racing. Especially it's such, in South Australia, like they, they race need at the some. same track every Saturday. Like to be honest, it's a boring product. South Australian racing. You have weak horses. You have Victorian horses that go over there that are much superior. They get the rejects from Victoria that go over there and win this Saturday class races. Their only good horses they have are probably what Behemoth, Gitra. By Rossa, mm. that yeah, they've stepped up, but then you know the the talent in their ranks is really in the young horses. Um, yeah, I it's, would have thought Oak a, Bank's a big sort of draw. It's only two races a year, too. I mean, fair, I think racing Victoria, well, Victoria owns Jumps Racing now. We own it; it's our product. We're nearly the only state in Australia, but Oak Bank is has its own 
own thing. It's an extension of it, and I think it's only two races a year. Don't need to run at Morpherville or wherever. Mm. There was any others? Was there Murray Bridges? Mm. I'm running. I don't know. But they only need that 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 one event. Easter still make it a big event, and um, keep keep them keep keep them running. Mm. You know, because yeah, it's a it's a quirky little track. But uh, I think yeah, there'd be a lot of jumps people that haven't got the opportunity to go across that would probably yeah, still, have, have done the Warnable Carnival and like that and. But there's a yeah, there's definitely a crowd and a market for it, mm. and to get back over there, like I'd love to go back over there. But would I go back over there for benchmark fifty eights and bad racing and it's I don't know, like does it yeah. take the shine off it or if it, if it's just one meeting and not the Von Dusen meeting as well? And I don't know, it's like, like it bull. starts to lose its shine the a little bull, bit. Like if it was shot. all just flats, would you would you go to the bull? Maybe not. Like the shine of it is the jumps racing at mm. Warnable. Like I watched the Grand Annual for the first time on the hill this year, and it's one of the best races I've ever seen. I mean, the Cox Plates, Caulfield Cups, Melbourne Cups, a lot. Mm. And it you stands it on the out. Show, I think. It, it sounds out as a race that just um, it's just going to be right up there in sort of my memory forever. Just yeah. watching that, and I imagine Oakbank. It's probably a similar sort of scenario with punters that go there. Um, it just looks an outstanding sort of track to watch the race at as well. Like so many different angles to to view in that, and yeah. even watching it on the TV, you can see how hard those horses do it. I think we were going to set a horse for Oakbank this year, Eyes uh, of Blue, who's a sort of battling jumper, but I think he was probably going to be set and go. So that's sort of disappointing. You with Britannicus mm. as well. So, yeah, I think it's a big oh, I hope for common sense miss. prevails, but we'll see mm, what Hopefully happens. they can bail it out or um, we can find a way there. But uh, it'll be diff- difficult if there's the anti-jump sentiment. It'll be hard to uh, sway SA Racing, that's for sure. All right, it's going to be a, a cracking show today. We've got Muggs Morley shooting for three straight. Ellsberg, Monophilia. What's he going to come up with on today's show? The Mug, Mug Punner, he's, uh, he's best at Randwick this week. Can't wait for that. Spring Championship, oh, the Spring Champion, sorry, and the Roman Consul, Mark Lamborn from Racing Rant. He'll be the sole ranter that we can uh, start to rib about Saturday's stream. And... Nico, you're going to do the Caulfield Stakes and the Turak, but uh, Casey's on the line now and he's going to join us for the main event, the uh, the Group 1 Caulfield Guineas. The captain of uh, the vet, Dr. Sire, we've put him in. He's got the experience. He he wore the big V. He did him proud, although he got beat. He's got the experience from uh, Money Valley Knights. But, Case, welcome to the show. Good Here morning, is. punters. Good morning, bet doctors. Skipper, that's a bit of a Richie Vandenberg-esque selection, I would have thought, based on ability and experience. But... Uh, Look, proud to be part of this group. Exciting to be the underdogs taking on a red-hot racing rant. Uh, I think, you know, the sky's the limit for us on Saturday, boys, with this uh, with this combination. It's Christmas Day. I would have had my Santa suit on if it wasn't in storage. I'll tell you what, this is the day. For me personally, everyone has their favourite day. It's not only Guinea's Day, the card that we see every year, each and every year, we get... Syndicate Day. The boys and boys and girls at home will know what that means. If you're in a syndicate, our syndicate day always front lawn Caulfield Guineas. Some 20 years ago, it was plucked from the under-18s of Oak Park Football Club by some of the greatest men you'd ever seen drink at Carlton Draft. <laughs> Every year, front yield, front lawn Caulfield Guineas Day. So that's why just heavily in season ahead of this uh, this week, this meeting. Every year, we're parked on that gorgeous front lawn, surrounded by fillies, and not just fillies. <laughs> Caulfield Phillies. Caulfield Phillies. <laughs> it's the greatest day of the year. I couldn't be more excited. Mm, pretty good optic nerve. I remember uh, those sort of days back in the Regal Roller S days. I was Regal I was rolling roll. around myself at Caulfield uh, just in heaven, really. It was one of the best pervs on the circuit, uh, Caulfield. <laughs> All the private school girls. As a boy from Albury, I didn't know you know which way to look. But uh, let's have a quick look at the market uh, for the Caulfield Guineas. We've got Animo favourite here, 270 to 250. Artorius, one of uh, Casey's pin-up horses. Uh, 
four dollars into three seventy. Tiger Malay's been a bit of a mover, fifteen into ten. Mister Mozart is seventeen into thirteen. Lightsaber Nico uh, tipped this up last start. $14, Alpine Edge, 16 Forgot You. From uh, DK's favourite camp, the Busserton and Young, $16. Captivant, 26 Giannis, uh, the Greek Freak, $26. Um, and better the rest. Okay, so uh, let's have a quick look at the Golden Rose and talk us uh, through this one. Animo, it's a uh, bit of a nightmare, horse. Yeah, this was the day. It just didn't quite come together. And I think uh, all credit to the winner. I don't think uh, it's getting enough credit in this uh, defeat of Animo. It's it's just when you have a look at the sectionals of Tim Clark, it was peeling off in front here on this leader. It was just 11 threes or something. Just through the race, Animo lifted, tried everything it could. It's run a bottler. Nothing wrong with the run, but because it doesn't get the chalk that's uh, we cooled slightly somewhat, I don't know. Um... I think that uh, there's no reason to stack Animo on that run. Uh, when we have a look at uh, the barrier draw again, is that another reason to pot? Possibly. What are we going to? What are we going to? How are we going to feel on Saturday when it comes out and does what uh, Autumn Sunder did, or a couple of those other freaks that have come through this race? We look through the history of this race. It is just uh, you know you got DK's vintage of Manicato. We got Red Anchor that did the Guineas <laughs> Fox Plate Triple. Imagine How old do you think I am? Were you there? Were you there? I was there, but Tester Rossa and Reduce Choice. That's the first one I can remember. <laughs> one of the <laughs> About greatest. 15 years later, after Manicato. Oh, I wasn't. Well, mate, I was, I was in underneath. I was in underneath where um, you know the, where the bookies are now, yeah. but underneath the main grandstand mm-hmm. when they were coming up the home straight, and that and the oh, the joint just was just rocked, dead set rocked. And Greg Miles and you couldn't hear him after the two hundred meter mark, but it was something else with those two horses going for the last two hundred meters. Mm. It was pulsating. It was unbelievable. So that was that was my yeah, that's absolutely. my first Caulfield Guineas memory. Yeah, Redutes and Testarossa. I was at the Albury Race Club and I can remember I, I backed Testarossa and uh, my mate was on Redutes Juice and I think he gave me about seven punches into the ribs. And <laughs> I'll never forget that. So I went the wrong way. So hopefully on Saturday I go the right way. Fascinating contest, yeah. It's uh, you got Sleepy Ollie from Barrier Fifteen, Nico Noon. And what's he going to do? Here? Is he going to try and park three wide, or he'll leave it up in the air, or will he just snag back? Because he he loves a snag back. Mm, it's going to be fascinating because if you you can get three wide sort of stuck there at the 600 meter start working up the hill and it's it's not ideal but I think this map isn't as bad as some people are making it out um, I think you'll probably look to get on the back of Captivon if he runs mm. and then probably slot into the three wide sort of running line I reckon it'll be midfield sort of just working I don't think they'll send him right forward I think they'll just try and get into the running line sort of three wide then produce him at the top of the straight Artorius I think has the worst map because Animo probably has the option if he does jump well, or he can go, all right, well, there's not much speed underneath me, bang, send him right forward. Whereas Artorius just never gets out of the barriers. He has no tactical speed. He can't use barrier number two. Animo is going to have to overcome probably sitting three wide the trip and show how good a horse he is, whereas Artorius is going to need a lot of luck mm. and a lot of things to play out for him. And probably if he gets that luck, he can show that, but he's going to have to get that first, whereas Animo just has to show it by doing it the hard way. At Caulfield as well, which is yeah. going to be tricky for the heavens to part from at Caulfield. Flemington, the big Flemington straight, be a completely different kettle of fish. But um, I think they're four, but for getting from probably four back the rail. Oh, yeah. You know? It's going to be a tricky watch if you're on there, but you got the right man for the job, D-Lane. Yeah, he's absolutely. Good. He's good at weaving his way Absolutely. Is he what? Mm. Is he what? 
Having looked at the, looked at the replays, I would have thought that uh, to my eye, Artorius was more suited. But yeah, the barrier draw is just throwing this uh, race right up in the air. Is there a is there a Ruffy? Is your horse lightsaber capable? I think he's capable. I think he's probably the best of the Melbourne sort of Colts. I know last start in the Guineas Pre, they didn't rate that well, so he may drift in the market, although he maps well. Um, but he's just tough, this horse. Every time they sort of come at him um, when he's been racing on speed, his first two runs, his preparation, they rode him back just to hit out. Last start, put him on speed, fought him all off. He fought him all off in the sires. You can tie his form into Animo. Like, he started eight bucks in the size produce. He ran last there, but he was at the end of his campaign. So I think he's probably the best of the rest. Uh, well, I think one of Animo or Artori is probably winning. You could probably back lightsaber one by three if you really wanted to. DK, any thoughts here? Or you've, no, you've, no, you've I'll got be watching an, on. You've got Animo beat. I got him beat last start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what do I say? Everyone's just calling risk. him a moral. I said, yeah, he probably he might be a moral till he draws 14 or 14. What did he draw? 15. So he's got to overcome that. He's a very good, very good cult. He's just, I think the issue, if Artori's are drawn better, then I'd then be more confident about him getting rolled. But, um, geez, that's an ordinary barrier for Artorias. So mm. um, I'll be I'll be watching, mate. I'll be I'll be just buried in Hamilton and looking up to enjoy the spectacle. Okay, so without giving too much away, which way are you leaning on the Caulfield Guineas? If you uh, gun to your head, you have to have a bet. Or we, we're on the canvas at that stage. I don't think we will be. But uh, if we need a Hail Mary, what's the horse that's going to get us out in this race? <sighs> Uh, if we're searching for value, I think uh, among the 18 runners that uh, Bussett and Young have, I think, uh, forgot you, <laughs> some of those Midi Valley wins were seriously impressive. Um, and it's one of the ones that might just get a better, a decent sit. It's got some tactical speed early and uh, finishes off like a train. So it and Giannis I've got just parking in a nice little spot. So if any, uh, you know, misfortune comes for the favourites. I think that those two could run over the top because uh, I think there's no natural leader in the race either. It's going to be an interesting um, speed battle or lack of speed battle. Coastwatch is running in Sydney. It's out. So Hitotsu comes in. Um, and I've just got, yeah, no natural leader like a Grand Slam we had last year. And um, something like Giannis and Forgot You could be getting a nice park just off them. And if they launch at the right time, they might pinch that break. They might be sitting ducks for uh, a steam train coming down the outside, but they're the value for mine. Mm. All right, Case, well, yeah, we might put you on ice now. You can ice the uh, plums or you can uh, just get yourself uh, <laughs> lubed up or get a uh, bit of a deep heat rub and get on the table there and uh, get, get excited. I want you to do just deep form and have a couple of scotches. I know you're accustomed to that, so uh, burn the midnight oil and get ready for Saturday, and I'm sure you're... Uh, I'm interested to see if you're going to come in costume on Saturday. Ah, oh, mate, it's all game face on Saturday, mate. There'll be no mucking around. Actually, yeah, mate, I'll just crack a shivers now and uh, work through the card <laughs> and uh, just uh, the smell of liniment filling the nostrils in here, punters. I'm just getting ready to go. I can't wait. It's going to be grass. That's uh, Casey McCutcheon, Mint Bet. He can't get on uh, on track for the Pitniks or Flemington. He's stuck, so he's going to come into the little birdie bunker and he's going to help us Pull apart racing rant. One of his good mates, Jason has a party, is on the opposition, so there's extra incentive for him to win. So make sure you check out Little Birdie Pod and uh, head to the Bet Doctor versus Racing Rant to jump on board the stream. It's going to be an absolute corker, and it's going to be fascinating to see uh, how the map plays out in the guineas. And uh, definitely a big watch on the track if it's leaderish or if it's favouring swoopers or inside uh, runs are favoured. It's going to go a long way to finding the winner there. Thanks, Case. Good luck. On your boys. I'll see you on Saturday.
All right, let's uh, let's get straight into it. We might as well uh, kick across to the Caulfield Stakes, Stakes race six on the card, and I'll get uh, a market update here. As uh, there's not much fat in the market here with Zaki, he's just been uh, one for I guess the uh, the big players, the bankages type punters. He's dollar uh, twenty two into one twenty at Top Sport. Probable six fifty. Homesman eleven. Nonconformist sixteen dollars. No effort forty one. And Nickajack Cave. The uh, import from the Moody Yard is $51 there. Interesting, uh, a lot set up for uh, uh, non-conformists looking into the Caulfield Cup. This is a really good platform, uh, 2,000 metres into the back up here. But uh, Zaki, uh, Nico, let's have a quick look at uh, the Underwood Stakes first and uh, talk us through this. You've got Superstorm, Probabil. What's there to say, really? It was just way too good for him. Mm. Um, don't think we saw anywhere near the best of him. Don't think we had to. I don't think Willow even asked him for anywhere near his best. He was just... There for a bit of a hit out, wasn't he, DK? It was yeah. just like a trial. Yeah, have a look at him. Willow's not knocking him around, just laying in a bit there, just giving him a little steer at the left where Preble's flat out on he's the, the second pick there of Probabil. Yeah, so that was um, second up, outside lead in a moderately run race, never a great spot for a strong one pace. I like him. So, um, no, it's, you expect him to bounce off that. I think the most fascinating part of this race is you got uh, no effort into this race in Homesman. So it's... You know, although he's taken on Probabil again, she's the only horse that comes out of that Underwood Stakes. You know, you see six horse field and you think they might go slow here. No effort's going to have a lot of intent here. Like they're there to run second or third. Mm. That's what they want. They want the Group One sort of placing on the CV as a broodmare. Um, we've seen from her before; she can go out and go, you know, plus twelve, plus thirteen to the six hundred meter mark and keep kicking. Um, any rain around is going to help her. So I think she's going to set up a fast tempo. Holmesman's probably going to go with her. That probably leaves Zaki one out, one back, two pairs back, one off. Um, I think we're going to see... Proper Zaki. Proper Zaki there on Saturday. Yeah. I think he wins by three or four. We're going to see, you know, all the all the doubters that come out last start and say, oh, is he good in Melbourne, all those kinds of things. That was just a hit out for a race like this where he's going to really tune up. And then Cox Plate's obviously grand final he's, day. He just seems bomb-proof. His last five wins, five different tracks. Yeah, easy to like. Slow yeah. tempo, fast tempo. This is going to, as Nico said, this is going to set up perfect for him. Yeah. So, look, I think you should be shorter than a dollar twenty. To be honest, there's I reckon you should be. I don't think you'll start shorter, but I think you could make a real case you should be a dollar ten. Like, there's just not many scenarios where he's going to get beat here. I think Holmesman's probably the horse if you're a Quinella player or you're real sick and you want to sort of bet that way. Nonconformist um, won't be there to. He'll be just going. He'll just the get look. back hit the line. Nicky Jack gave get back hit the line. Probabil's real suspect at two thousand meters. If it's a strong run, mm. two thousand. Uh, Holmesman's going to need a good hit out before his Caulfield Cup. He'll be there on speed. He's a he ran second to Zaki in the Q twenty two. So. If there was a danger, it's maybe Holmesman. But if you're looking to play Quinella or something like that, um, I think Holmesman's the horse. All right, let's have a look at uh, the Turak handicap and market courtesy of Top Sport. I'm Thunderstruck. Already been back 280 into 250. Can't help themselves, the punters. Early, Elephant 5 into 480. Dice roll 950. Really good uh, run last start. Sierra Sue, $11. Tofane, $11. Superstorm, $13. Second slip, $15. Uh, Michi on board there. So you assume 21. Harbour Views, $26. Asar, $31. Embolism, uh, Quantum Mechanic, similar quote. Luna Fox 67 and Irish Flame 101. Uh, we're going to have a look at two replays here. I think the first one we're going to have a look at is the Fee and Stakes, and we see uh, Elephant in the yellow with the purple, and in the pink you've got uh, Superstorm just on its back there. 
uh, non-conformist. You can see the chosen one. There's a few uh, different little horses here. And then you've got uh, Sierra Sue just sort of held up a little bit and uh, couldn't uh, couldn't find a way through there. Gee, we love reliving a bit of pain on this show, don't we? Elephant yeah, getting rolled by nose. Mm. This was at weight for age. Now they come back to handicap level because you can see Superstorm just gets the better of Elephant there. So now Sierra Sue should have beaten both of them. She should have beaten both of them. And then she come out and won the Rupert Clark. Now she's so poorly off at the weights at 56 kilos relative to the horses she met in the Rupert Clark. Um, Elephant's probably the horse to probably take out of that fiend. He's since been to the Soundown Stakes and ran really well. Uh, won really well, I should say. This is the Rupert Clark. I'm Thunderstruck, just got into a, a bit of a sort of dogfight out the back there, got bullied around, bumped around. I think if that doesn't happen, he definitely wins the race. He's really strong late. Um, he drew 16 to 16 that day, so he had the run where he could sort of build his momentum until that point in the race where he got the bump. Now he's drawn barrier number four. So mm. where he sort of finds the luck in this race, it's probably going to be crucial in how close he can sit to these horses. Um, if he's slow away or anything like that, he's he's probably in a similar spot to Artorius, you know. If he's But if he can... If Jai can get him out of the barriers and sit, you know, fifth or sixth, like the stable are hoping to, I heard them on sort of interviews yesterday say that, I think he's definitely the horse to beat. He stays in right on the, well, below the minimum at 52, 52 kilos. Yeah, a- he probably should have won that race, and mm. now he doesn't cop any weight penalty that's right. that for was doing so. From getting beat there. 1,600 metres tick. Uh, he definitely looks the horse to beat, for sure. It's an interesting one with Superstorm. It's got that real Bob Peters set up, 1,800 metres, back down to 1,600 metres. So it's they had the run around Zaki. So... It's typical for that stable to throw them in a 2,000-meter race, go back to a mile or go back to 1,800, and then Elephant comes off the Sandown Stakes. So a few of these, and Sierra Sue. So it's going to be a really genuine uh, run 1,600 this, isn't it? Yeah, well, he he ran in this race last year, Superstorm, and had no luck back in the field, and he dropped back from the Turnbull the week before. So they're you know trying to implement some sort of similarity there, coming back from the 1,800, gets the blinkers back on, which he had in this... Uh, the fee in there where he beat Elephant and the run prior was good behind Sierra Sue. So that form all sort of, they're all Ties very tineable, this mm. lot. I think I'm Thunderstruck's the best of them. Um, he still can do a few things wrong. Maybe with the fast tempo like last start and probably a predicted fast tempo again here, they'll sort of iron out those chinks that he has. Um, I think it'd be hard to beat. $2.50 is getting shorter. Short. To the mile, I'm Thunderstruck, DK. Any query? No. No, no, it looks like a elite, elite a mile. Mm. Yeah, no, no, the way he finished off the other day and um, everything he's done looks that's right up his alley. So, yeah, with a lightweight and a handicap, just that barrier where he ends up again from the inside draw. You know, so uh, that, he might have to navigate some traffic. and But, uh, yeah, with a lightweight, it's easy to accelerate, mm. accelerate with a lightweight, you know, so looks hard to beat to me. Okay, so we, uh, we're probably just going to uh, sit on the fence a little bit here. We probably don't want to give too much away to Racing Rant, guys, but uh, the track is going to be uh, well, that's ultra, the ultra important. How, how the uh, how Caulfield's going to play is going to be... I was going to say that earlier. That'll play into Damien Oliver's mind on how, how hard he goes or how, what he does with Animo. If it's, if it's an on-pace sort of Caulfield mm. track, he's I'll know by that try, time of the day. He try might and take the sit and push forward bit more forward and try and slide in rather than if, they, if it's a fair track, he might be a bit more conservative. Got a few aces up the sleeve early. There's, I think it's just like how the track's going to play, all those kind of factors. A few of them are probably going to need a bit of luck. So if we get the luck on our side, I'm I'm confident we can get a result out of Caulfield. But, um, yeah, a few up the sleeve early that might be uh, might be horses we can look to have a play at for well, sure. Be good. Get off to a good start is uh, key it's in these key things. In the, uh, so yeah. It's hard to do. 
bit of momentum. That's all we need. Uh, we'll all be doing the form with puntingform.com.au. Two ninety seven for their sectional pro form pack per month. It's uh, sensational stuff. It's uh, definitely been a game changer for me. So make sure uh, you check it out and uh, support uh, the people that support us. Puntingform.com.au. We'll take a break and uh, we'll hear from the other side. We'll hear from uh, Mark Lamborn Racing Rant and see what he's got to say about the Ringwick card. Welcome back to Beth Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK in studio and Nico Noonan, and it's time to talk Sydney racing. It's uh, time to talk to the enemy, Mark Lamborn from Racing Rant. How are you? Ready and pumped, Scoot. Big day Saturday. Uh, it's um, gloves off. Battle Royale. Can't wait. It's, uh, you've, you've included a couple of uh, one surprise packet that I don't know much about. Uh, Sooty. Uh, most uh, Rant followers would be uh, familiar with Nigel Chaplin and as has been on the show, everyone knows Glenster, Gordo, yourself. But uh, Sooty's this surprise packet that uh, shot the lights out on Lismore Cup Day. Tell us about him. He did indeed. Look, he's, he's infamous for um, these legendary Hong Kong sets. He's a ratings, ratings man that tends to find the uh, $8 to $10 chances that are live. And um, he's our, um, well, he's a valuable member of the team because uh, he sort of perhaps uh, looks away from the obvious. Well, okay. That's dangerous, I, I can, isn't I can it? feel a second stream coming on here. Sooty in Hong Kong versus Fletch, Fletch in Hong Kong. That would be... An absolute cracker. Yeah, that's it. Definitely so, uh, be up for it. What it was. Um, I watched. I had a good gig at the uh, Lismore Cup day that uh, Mark and the boys did, and I had the I had my database, and I was, I was listening to Sooty, and then you'd go and look at the horses he'd find, and God, how's he found it? And then he, but then they'd ask him, say, Sooty, tell us. He said, oh, I'm figures, and go back to apples for apples, and mm. same class, and things like that. And it's just. As I says, Mark, Mark said on the day, everyone does it differently. What works for him, he trial and errored a lot of things. It's what works for him. And, um, yeah, he was, he was fascinating to watch. It was great stuff, Mark. Yes. Well, you, you know, you would appreciate DK particularly, uh, you know, betting out, playing to your strength. That's, um, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tried and true um, approach uh, for those of us that have been in the game for a bit. Mm, yep. Do whatever works for you and uh, and stick to it and just repeat, yeah, and repeat, it's, and it's repeat, and repeat, stay repeat. confident. It is, yeah, and it um, yeah, every every day you sort of and you drum yourself, you drum that process into yourself, just day after day mm. after day, and um, yeah, that's uh, stick that's to your lane, doing. DK. Stay in your lane. Yes, yeah, so I got out of my lane on Monday again and copped a penalty, but anyway, mm. can't help well, I think time. it's something that you're going to do from time to time, and um, you just need that reminder. It's it's it it, it is hard to do. Mm. I think staying confident, yeah, is one of the biggest things. And I know Dan O speaks about it as well. Um, just find your patch of winners. Everyone's going to find their own patch of winners in different areas. DK's got his out wide stuff. Um, and, yeah, you got to do what works for you. Nico's found his little niche. Got and, the, uh, Nico's got the yard and stuff. Yeah, I'm better at sort of setups and seeing where trainers are going to peak horses. That's uh, where I can sort of um, I find thought you were going to say angle. you found your winners next to you. <laughs> no, they are too. Adjacent to you. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, everyone's uh, up and about at the moment. We're starting to hit form at the right time. So uh, Nico had six uh, winners yesterday on top, and DK, uh, since he switched over to Telegram, he's, uh, he went four in a row or something like that. Oh, so uh, you've, you've got us at a good peaked. time. <laughs> it's no, I, I definitely may have picked. <laughs> no, we'll be fine. It, uh, it, a nice deep, uh, deep cards. Uh, both, both tracks. It's the Corker. What were you going to say, DK? I was just going to say before we move on. Um, yeah. Dan, speaking of Dan O, yeah. he put out a great tweet this morning. I don't know if you oh, caught yeah. it, Mark, but he said, 
Data in racing is a huge asset. I'm one of the biggest data nerds in the game. Mm. However, it's important not to get carried away with it and think racing analysis is a science. It's just as much an art form. Embrace both elements of the game and you'll be better for it. Well, I'd say, that was a wonderful I, tweet to wake I'd up to. I'd say Pearl is a bit of an artist as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We're all artists. Well, I, uh, I've had to battle through um, a long career of not having or not having constructed or having access to um, some of the deep data that uh, both Danny O and Paul Daly and um, the other sort of data practitioners uh, mm. have had. Uh, Rob Waterhouse, obviously king of um, of the numbers. Um, so, yeah, I've had to f pick my way through that minefield that is, um, you know, how do I access enough data and what do I do with that? How do I, how do I analyse that data or how do I paint the pretty picture with those numbers? Mm. Yeah, and a way, you, everyone talks about what the syndicates are doing and to try and figure out what others are doing is also an edge and why the markets are moving or why they've come up with things and that's something that we all try and do and as a smaller player, that's what you need to do. You've got to figure out where you are in the ecosystem and figure out uh, what everyone else is doing. So it's a game of cat and mouse and I tell you what, there'll be a big game of cat and mouse on Saturday when uh, we've got these two banks and I'm, I'm as excited about to, you know how people are going to play each, you know, play each other as well to see what, what happens when the whip's start cracking sort of deeper in the car there's going to be um some fascinating uh side banter and uh, i can't wait because uh, everyone will be full of confidence and uh, tails up i reckon uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how it plays out Mark? all right well let's t let's talk about the meetings uh, concerning <laughs> us all right um, let's have a look I'm at the I'll look at the market first and the Roman consul, all right? Uh, I think we've got a really short favourite here, Polelli, horse that we've uh, spoken about on the show before, $2.10. Glen Eagle, $6. Sword of the State, $6. King of Sparta, $7.50. O President, $11. A very fine red, $15. Tristate, $15. $34 or better the rest. Fire away, Pula. So I don't know if you're aware that last week when we came back to Randwick for the feature program, uh, we were feeding off a Randwick program two weeks before that was very much fence in run. And we got a fair track on Saturday and uh, that fence form was uh, was showing up big time. Uh, we've got another situation this Saturday where the, the, the predominant feed is Rose Hill and Rose Hill is up and in nearly all the time and certainly was for their return meeting two weeks ago. So in this race, you've seen Paul Ellie getting into second position there, sort of um, heading out after home affairs, but uh, leaving his run too late. In that race, three of uh, Saturday's contestants actually sat three deep in the run. Um, sort of State was three deep on the speed, nasty spot for him. It was a, um, a horrible, a, a horrific uh, Australian debut position. Uh, Paul Ailey was uh, three deep uh, on the back of the speed or just off the speed and King of Sparta was three deep at the back of the field. So um, having said all that, obviously Paul Ailey was best finish, it was shortest price. As I say, he wasn't advantaged by um, by his lane and he returns to his happy place of Randwick. So um, it's easy to see why punters might want to butter, butter up to a short price. But uh, Paul Ailey, um, we've got, uh, you know, Certainly, the, the, you know, it is possible to recommend the other two sort of state just getting going and King of Sparta uh, trying to come from that back position in the in the wrong lane in a race that they quickened up through the race. So, I mean, certainly they've got claims and if Paul Ailey is feeling a bit jaded, they're there to uh, to ask the question, but uh, I certainly wouldn't be looking away from the favourite just yet. 
Mm. Glenn Eagles has got the uh, the run to the rose form, and then uh, shifty Mister Waller. Yeah, but Waller. down down the outside in the in the fast lane there at Kembla. So uh, that was a uh, was a day where the fence was off at Kembla, and uh, you know, the, the quicksand horses are, are the horses that have featured since then. So it's very been it's been very much a tale of two tracks for the last month or so, where we had the wide day at Kembla, we had the fence day at Randwick, we had the fence day at Rose Hill, mm. um, and some will argue that it was a wide day at uh, Randwick last week. I'm not convinced, but um, certainly those three meetings, I speak of those three lead-in meetings, Kembla, Randwick and Rose Hill in September, were um, were strongly biased, and um, the the way to play them has been to um, to, to lay the uh, the flatterers and, uh, and uh, to... Um, to find the horses that were um, definitely hidden away in the wrong lane. What did you make of uh, O President in the uh, skyline, Mr. Waller's horse? Uh, not much. It was just one of those. Oh, hello! I flopped onto the lead. Uh, where are the chasers? It, uh, you know, it was a, look. It came off a uh, Canterbury night win where he made all, and um, he um, look. He just had a bit of a birthday. It'll be interesting to see how he comes back, but uh, mm. it's not Waller second prep. It's sort of Waller third prep ish. So um, I'm not, I'm not scared. Put it that way. Okay, all right. So uh, Polelli might be the way to go, according to Mark. But this uh, could be a key lead up to the Coolmore. Usually, this race and a few others sort of link up. The Everest is kind of taken away from this race a little bit. Like back in the day, you probably saw, I think Zoostar won this race and Brazen Bow sort of go on to. Those I think Brazen Bow won the Coolmore. Mm. Um, so Polelli's probably on that sort of course. And like Mark said, a bit he gets more exposed back to, than those other horses. Polelli, I wonder. He is. He does get back to the scene of the crime of that big win at uh, Randwick because it was 1,100, but um, he produced some good figures on that day. I don't know if he's their A seed for a Coolmore, but he looks like the the horse that's he, probably going to get there. He's the tradesman of the team, I think. Mm. Oh, well, it might be Pretty a handy uh, tradesman. Chip, chip's in job for the racing rant uh, on Polelli. You know, I, I, I saw there's a horse in this race <laughs> called um, a Very Fine Red, and it uh, just reminds me of the... Uh, I ordered a dozen of the very fine reds <laughs> back on the 25th of the 8th yeah. to be sent by Australia Post. And then someone put out a photo of the uh, Sunshine Air, uh, Australia Post depot there the other day, and I'll be lucky to get it by Christmas. Cactus, mate, are oh, they? Mate, I'm but, uh, I thought you were uh, uh, turning up uh, late card Saturday for the red that's uh, been organised. Um. <laughs> <laughs> because of the commiserations red. <laughs> No, we'll be all right. Anyway, uh, where do I get it from? Everyone's a tip. Um, Somewhere in Adelaide. Magella. Yeah, Magella. Oh, Magella's the grouse from the Coonawarra. Is it? Oh, yeah. Mickey Mouse. Mm. Yeah, so it's Magella. But anyway. I had a three-week delay on my Clover Hill champagne. Three weeks. Out of Tassie. Yeah, three weeks. So yeah, there's, a, there's big problems. Big problems. Big anyway. problems at Australia Post, and that's where our Mug Punner, he works yeah, at Australia Post. Yeah, doing their best. He's doing their best when he saw all the pellets uh, on the news there. Uh, he might have taken a few weeks down off. Up. He's been finding too many morals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sure he'll be Not in the live back. chat. So what you can do is uh, you can jump on Little Birdie TV. We're going to uh, host the stream from our YouTube channel, and you can start firing in questions, banner, you can troll us, you can do whatever you like. We'll uh, we'll try and answer as many. Well, it's going to be a big knock. It's uh, it's like a day-nighter, uh, one-dayer, six hours in the chair. So there'll be plenty of time to ask questions and uh, stir each other up. So it's going to be an absolute beauty. The uh, the main course up in Randwick is a spring champion, and we'll get the odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now, and it's uh, Profondo. Bit wayward last start, three dollar twenty favourite here. Head of state, a uh, bit of a tradesman like performance last time, three ninety. Never been kissed. Gay's going to uh, back this one up. It looks like from.
on the flight. Stakes four sixty. Uh, Allegron at ten dollars. Benode was a nice little sneaky run. Eleven dollars last start. Chill twenty one dollars. Uh, Bulu twenty one. Inverell twenty one. French Emperor twenty six. Uh, and much much better the rest. We're going to have a look at uh, the gloaming last time and uh, you can just see Profondo probably needs a new steering wheel here. You've got Allegra and back on the good old and blue. Profondo's in the white, the lit colours and uh, he's uh, yeah, uh, head of head of state uh, in the, uh, the the blue. Well, the, the, yeah, the dark blue. blue mm. Benno's in the grey, weaving through. Thoughts here, Mark? Oh, well, everyone's seen Profondo, uh, Robbie Dolan switched hands with the whip and um, as soon as he hit it with the left hand, it ran straight into the fence. So um, not totally unexpected from a horse as lightly raced as he is. He's, he was having his second start in that race. So it was, uh, seemed ambitious, obviously, uh, nearly a $2 million yearling, so very, very high hopes. And um, he's performed very creditably in his two runs. Uh, many will say, well, look, he's, um, you know, he's the horse that's got stacks of improvement going into the spring champion. He probably has, but he's also, um, he's also tackling a pretty seasoned sort of affair that, um, you know, I've got him on top because he was started shortest in the, uh, in the gloaming and, and probably ran the best race. Uh, just going back to that race, uh, that was on that Rose Hill card where you wanted to be fenced in run. Uh, Profundo was one out, one back. Head of State was in the one-off line uh, mid-back. Uh, Benno was rails back, so uh, he he was flattered, certainly, as far as I could see. But uh, Allegron was the horse that was really in the nasty spot there, uh, albeit with cover, but in the three-wide lane. So on Saturday, we've got a five-metre rail at Randwick, which at the 2,000-metre start, you'll if you see a head-on of the 2,000-metre start, they start on a bend. Allegron's got the sneaky draw that will, um, in fact, uh, just back on Allegron, he, um, he's, he's been a victim of the bias the last two starts uh, and came back to, uh, to get a very cushy run in this race. I presume that Gaybot's filly will probably try and take it up. And she's New Zealand bred, so um, she's right in, in the mix there. And the filly won the race last year and a few years ago with first seal. Um, so... What do I say? I say five to two Profondo. I say seven to two uh, head of state, who I think was better than tradesman. He was his last two runs have really been very focused. Um, five to one the filly, and seven to one Allegron. So at the current prices, uh, he mm. will be my bet. It's an interesting one this one. I uh, I think uh, Profondo looks like a horse to my that's got a fair bit of upside. And then I did a little bit of grubbery uh, during the week. A little I took a little bit of twenty one dollars Allegron to win the Derby. Being a gelding, I thought too this, strong. This is the horse I want to be on for the Derby. I thought I thought Huey might be on the Derby trail with the horse like Ben O's, and they had two starts. I like Allegron's platform from a Derby. I think he's going to hold up to it, and uh, I think that. Uh, being gelding, he's not going to go down a you know Cox Plate route, hopefully, and I think uh, that'd be his uh, ultimate grand final, Allegron, uh, for the Derby Day. So hopefully, uh, you can still get about $20 out there. So it's a nice little spec there. What were you going to say, Decker? Yeah, all the three-year-old stays I know well down here, Gunstock and mm. Tiz, uh, Tiz Magic and all that ran the other day. And I haven't a look at them. If they're the Derby favourites, I'll be looking for something left field. And uh, like I, I would uh, say that's, uh, that's a pretty good spec, Scoots, something from a bit of SF. Might be the go in the derby this year. Mm. Profondo was interesting in that race, sort of. He was all wayward in the straight and all those things. But once he got through the line, he was much stronger than head of state sort yeah, of Yeah, he raced away from head of state. Completely but I mean, you know, R. Dolan's got a big gig here. This is, um, you know, for mm. a guy that's done very little riding lately. 
Um, and as I say, it's, uh, it's a start that's going to be on a bend um, and it's going to favour horses that get sweet runs. So he's got, um, he's got a big assignment, put it that way. Mm. I think if you and swap the probably, riders. That's, that's probably the, you know, uh, you know, on the face of it, he could be an, an even money chance. Uh, but uh, it's the um, it's the race shape and uh, other bits and pieces that obviously um, lengthen his price. Yeah, I reckon if you if you cop J Mac on Profondo and say our oh, Dolm was on head of state, Profondo would be two thirty, wouldn't he? That's why the price is probably holding. Profondo up. be odds on because uh, on, because yeah. J Mac off, J Mac on, and J Mac off. They're um, they're massive. So if uh, if it was J Mac to um, I don't know K Mac for example on head of state, the uh, head of state would be barely in the market. Can a horse like uh, Profonda, if Profonda is an emphatic winner of this race, can he turn up into a, into a Cox Plate, three-year-old into a Cox Plate? Well, those connections um, have already been there, so uh, I'd say that they'd, um, they'd be trying their luck. They're um, not afraid, are they? I mean, here's a horse running in a group one at its third start which um, at over 2,000, which is um, sounds ambitious from the get-go. Mm. So, Philly got any here? Never been kissed on the quick backup? She's done nothing wrong in her runs. She was another horse that, in the lead, uh, in the lead up to the flight stakes, the T Rose, she was three wide, no cover on the fence day at Ramwick, the seven metre rail. So she then got into the uh, flight stakes last week. I marked her seventeen dollars, and she just box seated and uh, got through there and whacked away and managed to hold off another horse that had had a, a, sn- a sweet run back on the rails there, hinged. Um, so she's. Um, Little overachiever, shall I say? Um, started out wide, stayed out wide, had a first city run in the T Rose Stakes, and then has obviously got the job done last week. Um, it, it, whether or not a filly is capable in this race depends on the uh, on the worth of the crop. And if you're saying that the three year olds are meh meh, then that obviously promotes her chances. Um, I know that, um, good old. Uh, um, Adam Blenko has said that the current crop of four-year-olds are no good, which uh, perhaps explains uh, Montefilia's um, mm. win in the in this race last year. Albeit she had a pretty sweet run, but look, um, it's interesting to see. Uh, you know, I'm very pleased that Gay has chucked the filly in there, and she'll be keeping the boys honest, if nothing else. Mm. And just on Wallen, never been kissed. Regan Bayless was a great sort of for us to see him. Put those group ones together on the weekend, and he'd sort of been building towards that mark. I thought we sort of a few months ago we thought he might have come home with his tail between so, his legs, but he's, yeah. he's well, really stuck it was, out. It depends on your partner, doesn't it? So he turned up to Sydney, and Sydney's a hard tough gig anyway. We all know that. Yeah. Turned up to Sydney and was riding everything that Anthony Cummings put down. Well, look, <laughs> Anthony right. Cummings has got some good stock, and he can train, but he puts. His horse, he, he, he never puts his horses in the right class. So you got a, had a situation where Reagan Bayless was riding <laughs> 33 to 1 chances day after day after day. And in, um, in the furnace that this joint is, um, that was not going to help him. Um, or in the last few months, he's, I don't know whether he's, dis, um, whether he's reorganized his associations, but he's definitely been riding for trainers that, um, shall we say, have a better strike rate. Mm. And, um, that, has been key to um, unearthing, in Sydney terms, his talent. Some, you know, he's, a, he's been a Hong Kong rider, so we know he must be a hot rider. So mm. um, it's just it's one of those things where it, you know, you could, Sydney can make you look pretty bad. 
and he looked particularly good throwing those horses across the line, I thought, getting down low and really, he just really noticed. I saw both, both finishes, he got really through his, his uh, through their necks out and his, his body low over there. And when we saw him here in Victoria, like he was sort of in that crop with Dry McNeil and all those sort of riders and he was probably the best of them. Mm. And then he, of course, went to Hong Kong and I think now he's just got his momentum up, two group one wins, he's obviously going to get... You know, some quality rides here on in. Can he ride light? I'm not sure how He's pretty tall, light so he can sure, go. Yeah. So um, anyway, maybe some opportunities to come later in the spring as well. Mm-hmm. Mark, well, you uh, it'll depend on um, on whether we can shed some of our jockeys down to you. I, I don't know what the setup is. I, I'm, I'm not sort of well, um, that's right. that, that's another no big favour with the played, politics. Played in his favour is the COVID yeah. and same with the second tier riders down here getting their, getting their chances and be the same up there, you know. If I was going to have a bet... Poor old G-Boss has missed the ride on incentivised. If I was going to have a bet right now, if they can come down for the Cups, I'd be saying yes. Yes. Mm, Okay. They're just starting to, like, slip... Yeah, it's it's easier to get over the border now, but still uh, this quarantine issue needs to go away. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. If they want to come, they might have to commit, like, this weekend. Mm. (laughs) Fascinating to see how it plays out. But um, with it... The, uh, the Everest in a couple of weeks' time, it's uh, still probably unlikely. Mark, how do you feel about uh, having the favourite tag coming in as uh, red-hot favourites to knock us off on, on Saturday? Some people in the Twitter sphere of prices, $1.10, $1.30, out to somewhere around $1.70. We're happy to be the underdog, but uh, you guys must be pretty Well, I don't confident. know how you can possibly be, be the underdogs. You've got the form on the board. Oh, we're first starters. Like, who's, who's, <laughs> Go away. Who's, who's pricing this market? <laughs> oh, Mr. Craig Knott. they got uh, the hot trials. A couple of other racing the trial group people. is jumping in. Hey? They're all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it four to seven and thirteen to eight or something? Was it? Yeah, and as uh, you could get about nine dollars somewhere in a different market uh, for us. I wouldn't mind uh, snipping that. We might just take that and uh, arb it out. Oh, there's anyway. nothing better than, than a price like that in a two-horse race. I mean, the, you know, that's that's the beauty of sports betting is that they, you know, some of these contests can lose the lose sight of the, the nature of the contest. Which, you know, when there's only two contestants, it's uh, it's hard to be that wide. We'll be uh, both doing our best to uh, strip top sport, that's for sure. And uh, the ego battle uh, will be on for young and old. What do you say, DK? I just, I'd, I always mean to ask him, but it slipped my mind. Uh, any, any, any pearls lately, Mark? Yeah, you got a pearl. The great things. pearl or any, anything at the top of your mind at the moment? Uh, look, uh, I, I might just uh, save some for Saturday. You'll have to stay. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, a bit of content You've got six Saturday. hours to drop a bit it. Of content. <laughs> Make a list. What a filler. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, uh, yep. look, it hasn't been it hasn't been a feature of recent shows, uh, more because um, you know obviously they, they they get thinner and thinner on the ground, don't they? But yeah, um, new ones are always occurring. I uh, I do have some up my sleeve that uh, uh-huh. I'll um I'll poke into uh, the appropriate place on Saturday. No, give us one a little bit of uh, yeah. You just won't let us have it before we do our form. Right, and you can yeah. read. I mean, those, those used to go back. Oh, well, okay. Show, so here's, can... here, here's one for you. Um, <laughs> here we go, DK. So. Um, if you look at the uh, the pace of a race, um, yes. so a fast run race uh, will assist inside draws, um, and a slowly run race will assist outside draws. Um, that's, I'm not saying a lot there, but uh, it's interesting when you get those fast run races, particularly when they go around more than one bend, how uh, how um, how that will assist those horses that are um, on the you know that are drawn low generally find inside runs. And what happens in those fast run races is that uh, the, the the shape of the field is a bit more broken, and uh, that clearly t- tends to take out of the equation horses uh, you know, being held up and waiting for runs. I like it. Mm. Mm. It's good. Well, there's something. All right, can't wait to uh, see you on the stream at midday on Saturday, and uh, may the best team win.
Indeed, and I look forward to it. Can't wait. Thanks, Scoot. Cool. All right, that was Mark Lamborn from Rant Racing or Racing Rant. Uh, make sure you uh, head to Top Sport, go into the uh, the benefits live stream section if you want to support the Rant boys. Think they can knock us off? Uh, you can deposit anywhere between fifty and a thousand dollars there. So make sure uh, you get get around uh, the Rant boys. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be one hell of a fight. All right, it's time uh, for our next segment, which is uh, Mugs Moral. He was huge last week. Montefilia six dollars. Ellsberg the week before around the three dollar mark, and now he's got a video for you guys at home now. Hi guys, Mugs Moral, going for three in a row, can he do it? Yes he can. This week it is in race 10, number three on the lead for the Friedman, Richard and Michael Friedman stable, James McDonald. It should have won last start, got too far back, but it should be winning this start guys, J-Mac. Third up, 1,000 metres, good form. It runs to the way it ran against Wild Ruler and Andermatt last start, only getting beat 5.8 legs, 8.6 and 1.3 legs of Wild Ruler, Isotope and Wild Rule and Andermatt. It should be winning this race, guys. Jumps from a great barrier. Drops one kilo from his last start. Back to a better track than Gosford. So that'll be it. Race 10, number three, on the lead. Good luck, guys. The mug has made his decision on what team he has picked. He is going for both teams. He couldn't decide, so he's just going to go straight down the middle. Good luck to both teams in the live stream on the weekend. And, boys, what does the mug say after every win? Go find your bookie. Well, he sounds, uh, he sounds confident. Yeah, man, the mug. The mug. Race 10, number three on the lead, $3.20 with Top Sport. It could be uh, the last leg of a bit of a Hail Mary multi for us. Five. Huh? Race number 10 at Randwick. That's going to be a marathon day for us there. So, yeah, it might be the end of a Hail Mary for us if we need it. He's a bit shirty that uh, he didn't get a start on uh, the bet Dr. Roster, <laughs> old mug punter. He's got splinters. He doesn't know uh, which team to bet on. So he's going to uh, bet against Top Sport, and he uh, he thinks both of us uh, can get the chocolates there. Let's have a look at uh, the best bets. There was uh, nothing for the, uh, the the big bet or the early mail uh, followers last week, but uh, it's usually a happy hunting ground. You can uh, get some good steam here. And the first bet is in the C- Silver Eagle. It's uh, race seven, number two. Exo Boom is the horse. From the uh, Snowden Yard, Clippo is on this one. It's been uh, 17 into four, uh, $14, and there's 400 at $16 here. Count Rupi, Ellsberg, Vangelic, Equation, Amish Boy, uh, heads north, gets J-Mac. Tricky little, uh, tricky little race. Yeah, it looks pretty open, that one, mm. doesn't it? Uh, Exaboom had had a bit of a boom around him, sort of early aspiration. He didn't kind of live up to it, so maybe uh, this is kind of the race he's been set for and then get the uh, the ticket into the big one. That's about the odds you want to be taking a Snowden mm. runner up there at the moment anyway. Mm-hmm. So very... Um, be quiet. Uh, be quiet. Mm. Uh, the next one we've got is Head of State from the Waller Yard, race eight, number one, the spring champion, 1,000 at 480 there. So Just spoke about it. Yeah, well, it's into three dollars ninety. So they've uh, they've shot well at uh, this stage. Uh, the next one is in the uh, the Guineas race eight. Number two is Artorius fifteen hundred at four dollars. So we've discussed that too. Needs a bit of a luck from a uh, sticky draw, and uh, this one could be my bet actually. Uh, race nine in the Turak number two Superstorm oh, yeah. five hundred and thirteen. I think that might be just a slight spoil. I anticipate it might start a little bit shorter. I think uh, all the money early is for I'm Thunderstruck, but uh, those looking to try and get that horse beat might find. Uh, Superstorm going to be rock hard fit, likes the track. It, uh, Bob, 
Seems a bit of a bob setup, doesn't it? Because it's a big spruik favourite too. Like plenty of value around the mm. round outside of the favourite there. Mm. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how that one washes out. Ollie, that might be the right Ollie. I'd rather take <laughs> Ollie around that price price point rather than the uh, the shorts of the Animo. He's uh, you're always pulling Ollie's tail. Rightly so. I think he's just over bit. So if you look around, Ollie, oh, I'm a big Ollie fan. I find yeah, him he's a gut. It's a gut. It has been. He's been. Yeah, how old? He's my age, so he's he's killing. Yeah, he's still going strong, the old. Manicata. And that's his camp. That's his camp. He's put all he's put his eggs in that Godolphin camp. So, you know, he's got to make the most of it. Good luck to him. All right, it's going to be a, uh, a fascinating day on Saturday. Make sure you check out uh, the stream details. We'll uh, have our heads in the puntingform.com.au databases and we'll be looking at the sectional times, the benchmarks, the lanes, the vice. It's all there. So make sure you check out puntingform.com.au if you want to uh, take your betting to the next step. But uh, bunker down now, uh, Nico, head in form. Just, an, uh, just the usual week for everyone. It's, it's uh, going to be pretty usual, to be honest. Head deep in the form for Hamilton, probably more so than usual, but uh, also have a little look at Ramwick and see if we can find a bet for the punters. Hmm. DK, you'll be uh, head first in Hamilton. Hamilton, got, and uh, we got that kite meeting that got called off on Monday. was um, been now a Donald meeting on Sunday, so that's a result. Not yeah. betting at Donald and... Uh, I think it might be one at Benalla Friday, and so yeah, a bit happening, hopefully. Might chime into the stream halfway through, have a couple of reds. Could do that. Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> if, if the red arrives. <laughs> got a little visitor here, Avery. Avery. A little one floating around there. It's going to be uh, a cracking weekend of racing. It's uh, a double group one day, Sydney uh, and Caulfield, so we've got the battle on, so make sure you check that out. Uh, sign up Top Sport and uh, get involved in the bank or just uh, watch the uh, watch the YouTube stream. It'll be uh, fascinating if you want a question for the boys in play on a Saturday and uh, you can see us all go at it. It's going to be uh, great stuff on Little Birdie TV, but uh, that's it for us and uh, we'll see you Saturday.